It's Typo Waffle Time! Right. Welcome to Triple Waffle. Let's no. wait until the meet. Me. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, uh, so I have a secret to tell you. Should we do it on the on the podcast in front of everybody? I'm not sure if it's a secret though. Oh, all right. Okay, tell me then. Uh, but I'm not sure if I can because it's not my secret. Hang on, this is circular. Yes. All right. <laughs> Are we waffling? <laughs> no, we're prevaricating at this point. All right, welcome to Tefa Waffle, where we prevaricate about waffling. Can we prevaricate about Tefling? Sure. Okay, so um, this is not the first time in my life this has happened. I don't mean the prevaricating and the waffling part. The secrets. Yes, that part. So a student says to me, uh, so this, this thing happened to me with another teacher and they just want to talk about the thing okay so I'll tell you the thing which is not mine to tell but I'm telling it alright uh, the student says um, uh, myself and my friends and we we have this teacher and we I want to show you this picture that we made and it was a picture it was quite creative it, it was a, a mock CD cover and it had a picture of the, the teacher with a bunch of speech bubbles coming out of it um, and a track list. And all the tracks were things like um, the transverse inverse of the calculus is question mark okay. and lots of stuff. And it, it was these students, what I would say very creatively, Mocking a teacher that they found difficult to understand, and obviously they don't like that much. And to me, that was incredibly creative. All right, so the students have got a teacher they don't like. Yeah, they've decided to make a little internal project amongst themselves. Yeah, uh, mocking that teacher. Yeah, and then they showed it to you. But they showed it to me because they got found out. They got found out by? Uh, by another teacher or by the head of their year or an authority figure. And did they get into trouble? Well, that was when they told me. They told me that we'd been found out and we'd been asked to come to a conference and, and talk about it, but they hadn't actually done that part yet. Okay. So they're just telling me about this whole scenario. And my reaction was... Um, well, we can all rush down and buy some oranges, if you like. Okay. That's... I bet no one can hear it when that happens in the background, and we just sound insane every time we mention this stuff. Okay. Well, anyway, there's some stuff going on in the background. Yeah. Uh, so, personally, honestly, instinctively and naturally, my reaction is... That's good hilarious and yeah. creative yeah. and well done and good for you. And, yeah, internally, yeah, fair enough. You can't understand that teacher's explanations. You're confused by it. And you all agree on this, obviously, because, you know, it's become a meme amongst you. But 
I'm one of their teachers that work in the same school with that teacher, albeit I don't actually know that teacher uh, because we've been working remotely for umpteen years. So what what was the point? Was the were the students trying to get you on their side? No, the student was just genuinely. Well, first it was a share, but it was also them going. So what do you think of this whole? And what did you think of it? I thought it was creative, interesting, but how does well that, done. Mm. They had a fair point. They're being honest. Students should be able to say stuff like that. In fact, we should be listening to students more. Okay. So. Can I say all that? Yes, uh, I think you should. To the students? To the students, yes, I think you should. I can say it to the students. Um, um, you know, this reminds me of a time when I, was, when I was in high school, we had a problem with a teacher who was difficult emotionally, let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. he, he had these massive See, mood swings. No, wait, that thing that you've just done there, that's the problem. Uh, so I had a teacher who, uh, shall we say, um, uh, was a tad too... Um, how should I put it? <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the more you prevaricate on that particular thing, the bigger the, the problem becomes in the listener's mind. I mean, how, how, how bad is this guy? Anyway, he was, he was pretty weird in terms of the fact that he'd be really friendly one day and then he'd be super bitchy sort of the next day he, his moods were just all over the show anyway and we couldn't handle him as a class so we spoke to another teacher okay um a teacher that we liked and we trusted and we thought could give us some advice yeah that teacher went to that the teacher that we were complaining about and oh. told him that oh. we had said um <laughs> and mm-hmm. in retrospect i think that what what he did was right he, we had a problem, and he went to the teacher. And he, he said he was proactive about it. Right, he, he tried said to the class is complaining; they don't understand what's going on. Um, but of course, the guy who we were complaining about took flipped his lid and, yeah. and took it out on us. And we we all had to go onto the rugby field and have a conference around him and tell him exactly what it was that we didn't like. And and we couldn't do that because he was in one of his moods, you know. So, um, but the thing I think. Just speaking to one of the teachers that we trusted and say, him saying to us, okay, we, uh, that sounds like a difficult problem and I'm sorry about that, whatever. Whatever he said, I can't even remember, was cathartic. We, yeah. we got something out of it, whether it was good for us or not. Okay. Um, so I think that sharing something with another authority, even if nothing's going to come out of it, is probably beneficial for the students. The, the other thing, of course, is... The fact that the students have come to you as a foil, I'm going to tell you something about another teacher, yeah. means that you're in the opposite camp of whatever it is. That sure. That yeah, I mean, I mean, automatically, I was like, I, I just automatically empathised with the students. I mean, I, I can't help it. But at the same time, I'm also in the situation where these students are getting in trouble for something that I don't think they should be getting in trouble for. But if they are getting in trouble for that thing, uh, which was, uh, which was, why are they getting in trouble? And can I say something about that, or is that getting me and them in more trouble? Who would you say something to? Uh, you know, that's part of the problem is that I'm not a full-time employee at this school. I don't have a strong working relationship with 
any particular person in the school. Just just one question. Is this teacher, who mm-hmm. is the source of the complaints, a foreigner or a local? I have to assume, based on the picture, that it's a, a, that it's a local teacher. Okay. So, you see, I, I have... To me, that, that question is relevant because the minute you start getting involved in um, this kind of conflict between students in a country and teachers in that country mm-hmm. uh, you're the outsider who's yeah. during trouble and you can you can try your best to do things from good intentions but i think it's going to be interpreted as interfering yes um and you know the thing is that the way that we teach particularly language we are to to get students to use language we've got to engage them in self-disclosure and discussions about themselves and you know it's a very yeah our airy fairy arty farty kind of thing and and when you when you get into that kind of thing then the other teachers think well hang on you're not actually teaching anything you're just kind of fluffing around with talking about hobbies and uh, yeah and and that was kind of inappropriate you you made a joke about having 17 wives right yeah Okay, so... I've never made that joke, actually. Uh, I make it all the time. It's my icebreaker joke that lets people know they're allowed to joke. Oh. You put you put down uh, some facts about yourself. The students have to guess what the facts mean. And, and one of them is a joke one, one of them's a number, and okay. you say that's how many wives you have, or whatever. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, I think that they're, they're, the, the fact that we teach language puts us into a subcategory of teachers which is automatically um, sidelined or, or, or... You're you're somewhat on the outside. A fringe. You're a fringe character. And if you're a foreigner and a fringe character and you start interfering in local politics, that's problematic. So if you did say something and it was about a local teacher, even though you're saying it on the side of the t- students and even though you've got a point that the students are right in this particular case... You're being culturally insensitive, and you're well, and with look with fair reason. I know lots of foreign teachers who are not just culturally insensitive. They they're going all the way into like cultural imperialism almost. They they're trying to impose their thoughts or values or whatever, which may or may not even be decent. It's just you know well where you know when I grew up, yada yada, which actually means when I grew up, where I grew up, who I grew up with, and you can't impose those things on somebody else. You're their language teacher. Yeah, so so if these students are complaining about the maths teacher who's using terminology and calculus that they haven't understood, or he hasn't introduced properly, or he hasn't contextualized properly, oh, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't, if you comment on his teaching methods, you're evaluating him from a culturally slanted yes. position, right? Um, and you might have the case that you can judge him, but because you're a foreigner in a foreign land, straight out of a Heinlein book, you are immediately, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're ostracizing yourself basically by, by getting involved in that kind of discussion. Yeah, and it, and it seems more like you're trying to impose rather than assist. Right. So um, you say to the students, "Wow, that's terrible," and they. No, I, I said to the students uh, things like, yeah, t- yeah, fair enough. I mean, that sounds legitimate. And, well, that's creative. Okay. And, but to the actual points, I went, yeah, because the students then said, do you think we should be getting into trouble for this? Do you think what we did is so wrong? And I said, I don't, but 
I don't know if I can really talk about this. Yeah, okay, so so the, the bigger question here is should teachers stand against each other on the side of the students? It wasn't even that. It was, uh, should I be saying something to the students that the students then repeat that uh, then gets them into more trouble because I say to them, okay, the, the thrust of their question between the lines was, do you think we should be getting into to trouble for this situation? What is it that we've done wrong anyway? What do you think that the the teacher has become offended by? Okay. And my answer was, uh, I don't think you should be getting in trouble for it. Uh, and I don't know if I can really talk about the whole respect your... Students must respect their teacher thing in this culture. I don't know if I can be the person who speaks to that issue. What would you have liked to have said to them? Oh, fuck that guy if he can't take a joke. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, but... Okay, having said that... I didn't say that, obviously. Uh, but also having said that, I understand that if you're critiqued on something and you're the kind of teacher who's sensitive enough to get offended by a joke, you're not going to react very well to be, being told that you can't take a joke. Um, look, I think that the, there are teachers who ride very, very well on their on their position as authority. Author, I'm authority. I'm the teacher. Listen to me. I know what I'm doing. And and when they get caught out, when there is something that they do wrong, or when they do make a mistake, uh, they'll rather hush it up than you know, or okay. or make it seem like it's the student's fault for for pointing it out or. I think it takes a, a fair amount of strength of character to be able to go to a class of students and go, okay, well, I don't think I did that really well. Here's a here's an alternative version of it. Let's try again. I think it's not just that. It's also uh, experience and confidence and and a little bit of laissez-faire. And I think that with teens particularly, the, the effect of that can be one or two things. They lose respect for you or they go... Wow, that's really cool that he admitted. Yeah, and he's down to earth and mm. honest, and mm. that's. And you can't predict which outcome is going to happen. If you're an authoritarian figure and the students already have a predilection towards disliking you because you're too strict, and you do that, the possibility exists that they're going to go. You see, he's just an asshole. Um, yeah. Uh, and and that's scary, you know. I think being a teacher is you. I've, I've seen so many teachers who walk into classes with all their defences up. Um, yeah, sure. And the defence, the defensive nature of the teacher in front of forty. I mean, you've got forty students in front of you, or sixty, or eighty. You've got to somehow f- create barriers that that allow you to control that. Yeah, you do need to have some authority. Now, whether that authority is a charisma authority or a fear authority or what have you, you have to have some authority because. There's 40 of them, there's one of you, and you're supposed to be the one in charge. Right. And right. you can't do that if everybody is just right. sitting there going... And, and you know, when, when you've got 40 of them and you start losing control, that's scary. Yeah. It, it, it truly is actually quite scary. And I've been teaching for 30 years, and it still scares me when that happens. Sure. Uh, so you can prevent that from ever happening by, by just being an arsehole straight up front and just going, look, 
don't mess with me this is my classroom you do exactly what I want you to do yeah. nobody talks unless I give you permission to talk and that way you've you've absolutely annulled the possibility that there's going to be any discussion and that also means when there is a genuine problem they can't say anything because yeah. you've annulled that possibility of or if they if the the genuine problem becomes big enough they have no recourse but to take it elsewhere right? they either shut up and deal with it or they have to you know push it up the chain be that talking to their parents getting to this big group and talking to their head yeah. teacher and, or, or and that's that's a face threatening act yeah uh, so by by going up the chain against this teacher they're they're heading into a confrontation yeah so when the confrontation happens they actually shouldn't be surprised about it because it was a confrontational act to make fun of another teacher on paper now <laughs> look it was an internal joke it's an internal meme this guy never I, I i don't know the backstory as to how it went from a joke amongst themselves to it, it getting out there i strongly suspect that you know this is going to make me sound like a really old man but the whole we share everything online nowadays thing and it just it got shared a, a little bit too much and somebody came across it and that teacher got offended by it I suspect that's it because I did stuff like this all the time you know the, um, this reminds me of another high school thing we used to have a high school magazine like a, a monthly it was for the, for the for the kids but we had code names for all the teachers like nicknames <laughs> and we would they would be in the magazine you know Taft okay. at this and you know and, and we all knew who that Wait, was what magazine? it was like a school like a student magazine in, in the, our high school but the, it was a school published thing it wasn't a you your friend group no 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 no. Thing. it was for all of us but there were a group of students who published it okay. but it it was available to everybody and they knew if, if someone said uh, Miss Doily Lace it, I'm sure the teachers knew who Miss Doily Lace was okay. so it meant that the teachers had to be um, emotionally secure enough to be referred to by their code name and some stupid thing that they'd done during the week had come up. And, and and now that I'm thinking about that, that was pretty good of those teachers to allow that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, I think it was that kind of school where everything was kind of let, uh, egalitarian. Let, let's call it egalitarian. Let the children be children. Right. And and let them say what they want to say. And, um, and it was one of those schools where we... We're educating the leaders of the future, kind of thing. So, um, we, I think that in in some schools, the children are being prepared for a life of servitude in a factory or on a farm or something like that. And then you don't want egalitarianism because that's not the way society okay. works. Um, so it might depend on what the school's like, what kind of school it is. Okay, uh, so I want to tell you seventeen different things that I will remember three of. One, uh, usually I don't care if I make a mistake and a student points it out because I'm an English teacher and if you point out my mistake in English, I'm actually teaching you English right. at the same time. So I, I do make mistakes and the student goes, uh, teacher, you, you said that it has to be X but it's Y or right. you said X but you wrote Y and I go, oh, well, 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 yeah, well, is that, when you're writing on the whiteboard, sometimes you forget to finish a sentence or, yeah, yeah. You, you leave a word out, yeah. you misspell something, whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the other one is, this absolutely did not bother me whatsoever, which is evidenced by the fact that I can still remember a 
six, eight months ago, where I was teaching science, not English. Now, I was teaching English, really, because they've already studied science. You were teaching CLIL. Yeah, whatever. Mm. I, all those acronyms sound a little bit like diseases we'll to me, do but anyway. A, we'll do a podcast on CLIL. Yeah, but after you wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> um, so, uh, it was the food chain. And uh, I put a food chain on the whiteboard. I elicited it and we were going through it. And I went through it. And then next to it, I did a second food chain, but I did it in opposite order. Okay? Right. All right. So, you have whatever. Uh, grass, snail, snail, bird, bird. What? Okay. And then on the other side, I had tiger, tiger, rabbit, rabbit. Okay. Okay. And the, the student came up and went, you, you can't do that. And I went... Can't, huh? It's wrong, huh? My science teacher has been a scientist for 10 years before he became a, a science teacher, and he's te- he, he taught us this. It's wrong. What's wrong? You can't put the food chain in that order. And I started laughing. I just... Because the student was incredibly adamant about it, and this was a... I would say 12-year-old. Okay. Smart student, great student, participation. I, you know, the kind of student I love to have. But you'd made, you'd made a, a, a scientific error. Yes. Okay. Now, I, in my mind, was just teaching them the phrase bottom of the food chain, top of the food chain. Right. And the easiest way to demonstrate that was through these two, what are those called, Klein scales? A Klein, yeah. But the student was so adamant about it. And I, I was laughing in front of the class. I think part of my laughter was insecurity. Okay, or embarrassment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. about the whole, like, oh, my God, I, I, I don't know anything about science. What's wrong with me? Okay. I, I genuinely think. Now, of course, reacting with laughter and, and trying to, in a way, kind of brush it aside is not the same as saying, you students call your parents and let's come for a conference that that's not the same thing right but i'm still reacting from the same place i think and it obviously didn't bother me at all because i don't remember it at all whatsoever now so many months later was the student vindicated by the fact that you went oh sorry and erased it it kind of it didn't go anywhere oh okay because i i was reacting out of a place of I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm not a qualified science teacher. I'm an English teacher, and I'm teaching you science English. Yeah. I had a, a situation very recently. I was teaching a class um linguistics. Now, I'm not good with linguistics, but I was, it was master's level, and we were doing morphology. And I understand morphology, and I know what morphology is about, but, of course, the ins and outs and the details of it get a bit mixed up in my mind. And one of the students in the class was an American... And they asked a question? No, she asked it, she, well, she clarified what it is that I taught, and I said, yes, you're right, to her clarification. And on my next slide was a clarification which was the opposite of what she just said. <gasps> yeah, so either I was said to her, yes, you're right, and I was wrong, she wasn't right, or my Next slide was wrong wrong because what she had just said was... And in the moment, I couldn't figure it out. I I couldn't figure out whether she was wrong or my slide was wrong. And I said to her, 
I'm sorry, I think I've made a mistake with my answer to you. And she said, what answer? <laughs> and it became this big thing in my mind. And to her, it wasn't a big deal, I, you know. But the, the lesson was being recorded so they could go back and watch it. Uh, you know, I mean, there's all these consequences to whatever was going on. Yeah. But I have to laugh about it because I, I actually couldn't figure it out. It was a little bit too detailed for my state of mind. I was so busy teaching and they were busy focusing on the technical details and I was focusing on what's the next slide. And, and she asked this question straight off the bat and it was a really good question and it made a lot of sense the way that she phrased it. So I went, yeah, that's right. Um, it was about whether de- inflectional morphemes are different from derivational morphemes, but can you have an inflectional morpheme on a, you know, and I was like, I think you've got that right. And, and um, it, was, it was just wrong. Whatever. I mean, I, I don't even know what was wrong, but something was wrong there. And she didn't notice it, and I did, and it sits in my mind as a worry. But um, I, I don't think we can not make mistakes, and I think that a teacher who doesn't, who doesn't is, is, gonna, is not pushing themselves. But really. I, I think it's, it, a lot of it is about when you make that mistake and you get cold on it for whatever reason, be... Yeah, yeah, you've got to laugh about it, right? I mean, that's the thing. If you don't laugh about it, then then teaching stops being fun and nobody's doing any developing. Okay. Now, uh, the last two of my 17. Yep. Hyperbole. Yes. Yeah. Uh, As a teacher trainer, about 10 years into my teacher training, I used that word aloud. And a student said to me, quite discreetly, actually, the students could hear it, but it wasn't a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to show off thing. Um, I think that's not the word you say, that I, you say. I, I, uh, I said yeah. the same with archipelago. I did archipelago. <laughs> and somebody went, no, huh. that's not right. Okay. Now, the student said that, and I said, really? I genuinely didn't know. Mm. I went, really? Huh? And then on a break, I, I grabbed the dictionary, I looked it up, and I said, see how, see how cool the IPA is? Look. And you're, you're right, you're absolutely right. Wow, I never knew that. Mm. And that was, I, it wasn't thought out, it wasn't a considered reaction, it was a genuine, huh, really? And then I checked it and I found out she was right. And I was actually quite happy with the situation. It's like somebody stopped and pointed out a mistake that I've been making. Yeah, but I, but I, I still think that that takes a lot of confidence and uh, emotional yes, maturity from that's the teacher. The point. Yeah. 10 years in, if I was 10 days in, or one year in, it, it's, it's different. It depends on how you're standing in front of the class. If you're standing on your, as, as we said, if, it's, if you're standing on your authority, then it's hard. Yeah. Okay, last thing of your 17. Uh, the week after the student told me about the situation, uh, I did say to the student, so what happened with the, what happened with the thing? Oh. Uh, and the student said, oh, it wasn't a big deal. So there you go. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, let the students play. Yes, and it's not a big deal. All right. Do we have a, um, a sponsor? Uh, today's sponsor is brought to you proudly by Tepper Waffle. We Go are our, Waffle. We are our own sponsors. Tofu Ruffle is proudly brought to you by the non-stop Waffler, Troy and Steve. For any question, comment, comment. Complain or queries, you can email 
www.tofferrefer@gmail.com or visit www.tofferrefer.com. Bis dann.